This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. And welcome in, everybody, to another episode of the High Low Sports Podcast, which appreciate you all joining us here today. We didn't have an episode last week. We had some things going on, but we're glad to be back now as well, too. It's that perfect time of the year. NFL season is about a quarter of the way through. College football starting to spice up a little bit. We got baseball in the midst of the playoffs now in the divisional series. And, of course, what we'll be talking about today, NBA basketball season is right around the corner. It is DJ joined, as always, by my co-host, Kelsey and Kelsey, we just kind of mentioned it's that great time of the year. There's a lot going on, but today we're going to say centered on the hardwood, and we got we got a lot to talk about today. Is it's that time of the year where we do a little bit of preseason predictions for awards, playoffs, seedings, and who that champion will be as well? Yeah, yeah, we got a lot to get to. Uh, unfortunately, I have this. We got a little bit of stuff to get off your chest, though. Uh, horrendous puffy jacket that has this ugly red and black design on it for the state. That if you look at it close enough, it doesn't even look like it's spelled. This would be spelling a word. Uh, yeah, no, uh, obviously Auburn lost to Georgia. So my standing bet with my cousin, unfortunately, uh, meant that I didn't get to wear the, jer- the, the, the this during the game, thankfully. Not that it helped anything. But uh, now I have to wear it today during the show. So I'm going to unzip it because it's super puffy and just kind of like I'm really sweating right now. But you know what? This is, uh, I got to say, this is, uh, yeah, I, I'm a man of my word. I'm like the Targaryens. I always pay my debts. Um, except for I don't play, pay him in blood. I just pay him in my own misery. Well, you definitely, if we're paying in misery, you got bank, you got Brinks trucks on standby. That is for sure as well. So, you know, glad to keep that. What is that like five years in a row, six years in a row? Uh, too many, too, too many. Um, yeah, it's, it's last year that I got to not wear a Georgia, uh, something during, during an iron, during an Auburn Georgia game was, uh, back before Auburn lost to UCF in the hmm. Peach Bowl. Um, the yeah. undefeated UCF. Yeah, the uh, the Shaquille Griffin led UCF at the time. The national champions, quote unquote, as they used to say. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Those guys, those guys. Yeah, those those guys, the worst fan base ever for like a two year stretch. It felt like as well too. But <laughs> besides that, now that we got your misery out of the way as well too, we got a lot to talk about with the hardwood as well too. Today, the regular season just starting in about a week now as well too. 
We're not going to touch too much on uh, some of the other tomfoolery with basketball that's coming off off the court as well, too. We'll touch on that a little bit, but there's a lot. We'll just say there's some stuff going on as well, too. There's fists flying, if you will. But it's interesting enough, too, when we come to these predictions, we had a pretty strong stretch there, too, where we had a, we were both doing pretty solid with that one as well, too. Last year, the DJ streak of picking the champion came to a rough and violent end, unfortunately. It ended at a three-peat since we basically started doing this. But we'll see if we can restart a new streak this year. Yeah, yeah, no. Last year was uh, was rough for you, obviously, a little more so than me. I mean, mine was just terrible to begin with, so I just stopped caring at a certain point in time. So, I mean, I was done uh, done at that point in time. But yeah, it's uh, I, you know, it, it, it's 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 going to be fun to see what we can predict this year. Obviously, this year is a lot more interesting because there's a couple of new new faces and new places. Um, you look at Donovan Mitchell and with the Cavs now. What's that going to do to the Eastern Conference? We're going to talk about that. And, you know, you look at the Western Conference, Colin Sexton now leading the Jazz. Can the Jazz and this newly run Jazz team, can can they maybe keep doing what they're doing? Or is there, are we going to see a new new team arise into that playoff mix for the for the Western Conference? And, and that's something we're going to talk about, too. Rudy Gobert heading to the Timberwolves, too, from Utah, which yeah. what's going on in Utah? If, if It starts to come back as well, too. And then there's the Bulls as well, too. If Lonzo Ball can get healthy, there's a lot going on there. There's... Yep, we got a nice comment yeah, saying, looking, I'm, I'm just so recognizing the jacket, looking good as well, too. We'll take another moment, just relishing it a little bit. Just uh, let's nice. just, by the way, it is reversible, so there is actually Georgia on the inside. So I guess next year I'm just going to wear it, and it's going to be red, and it's going to look atrocious. It's going to be. I mean, right now when you lean forward, it kind of looks like a Bulls jacket, like a really old-school Bulls jacket. Yeah, too. I'm okay. Like, I can. I, like, I feel like this was a perfect color combination for today, at least. Like I can, I can at least get away with it. Um, but yeah, it's, it public, public. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm never going to wear it outside the house. Like, right, like you right, know well, what? I might wear it when it's zero degrees outside because it is that puffy. Fair enough. You know, we could go off. We can take a whole episode dedicated to just this as well, too. And, you know, we got a comment from a Facebook user before I get into that saying, what do we think about the Knicks? And I'll kind of give a spoiler alert. I don't think they're making the playoffs this year. I think they're oh. kind of in that. They're in a fringe spot where they kind of need to reload a little bit, but they're not quite bad enough to fully tank, if that makes sense. They're going to be, they're stuck in that really weird spot. And I'm curious to see what Julius Randle can do because he had a great year a couple of years ago, kind of really established himself as that dude, most improved player. Last year hit the wall a little bit, everything plummeted. So I'm curious to see if we can, if we get closer to the two years ago or if that was the anomaly year. I got to see which one's the anomaly, if that makes sense. So I'm curious. The Knicks, there's a lot of TBD. That's why I kept them on the lower end of the Eastern Conference this year. All right. Hey, I mean, I'm gonna. Uh, I might be a little bit nicer to the Knicks this year. I mean, there might be some hope in in Madison Square Garden, and if not, just because I watched the 38 minutes to 38 yeah. points of insanity today, mm-hmm. uh, uh, special on HBO Max, which by the way is fantastic. If you haven't watched it yet, go watch it. It was it was great to relive the insanity moments uh, all over again in his 38 points in MSG. But you know, there might be some hope there in New York, nonetheless. So pretty much what you're telling me is we're getting old because they're making documentary about things that feel like they were just yesterday for us. So I mean, they did just do the redeem team, and I literally remember every single moment of that happening in my, in my lifetime. 100% as well, too. It's a, You know, before we go to it's before I have to grab a cane <laughs> or something like that, let's get into this. We're going to start with the West because as the West tends to be the best in the, in the NBA as well, too. So we're going to start predicting the Western Conference. We're going to do basically our standing. We're going to start with just going through the standings, who we think is making the playoffs and what seed. And Kelsey, I'll let you. Go ahead and lead the way. Tell us how you have the West shaken out. Yeah, so the Western Conference for me, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say this one is going to be a very uh, not so changing Western Conference as we've seen in the past. Um, like it's you know you still have your favorite teams, you still have your your least favorite teams. They don't really change too much, except for one team. I do think there's going to be one team that might surprise some people. Um, 
And I'll just go ahead and start from the bottom, work my way up. Coming in at the 10 seed, the first loser in those play-in playoffs, those New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, this time, hopefully Zion does play a whole season. We'll have to see how much you get out of them. But until you get a full season out of Zion guaranteed, I refuse to put you any higher than a play-in position. Because as much as I think that you can do it with Ingram, you need a lot more, too. And Zion is that a lot more. And if he can play a whole season... You might get better than 10, but I don't see it really. That's a tough Western Conference still, um, even if Zion is healthy. But we'll have to wait and see with that. But that is a 10 seed for me. Uh, like I said, losing the first play-in game as this year. They are doing the 10 seed, 9 seed, 8 seed, 7 seed in the play-in game. So if you guys didn't know, we're just not going to go through all that. We're just going to tell you who loses out of that. Mm. Um, at number nine, losing the second play-in game, if you will, the the the, the, the Portland Trailblazers. I love this team. I love Dame Dollar. I love, I love Dame Time. Uh, I just, yeah, I can't, I can't do it right now. There's too many good teams in the West to to put them over anybody. They haven't, I, 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 I bit off more than I could chew with the Blazers last year. Hmm. Um, and, and I, I predicted they would do a lot better. And unfortunately that did not come to fruition. Um, so shame on me. That's for sure. At number eight is that team we mentioned a little bit ago, getting Rudy Gobert in the off season. Anthony Edwards is still looking fantastic. Uh, hopefully stays healthy. That's going to be the Timberwolves. Um, I have them going at eight right here and and getting that that eight seed going into the playoffs. I do think they can easily get there. I, I do think injuries will play a part in their season. Um, I also think Anthony Edwards, we're going to see plateau very quickly in this season. I don't think we're going to keep seeing the ascension you, you're used to seeing. But I will say his he's still good enough if he plateaus now that he can lead this team to a playoff like it's not like it's like oh no he plateaued and he's still averaging twenty four points a game. That's a terrible. That's not a terrible thing, guys. In the new NBA, that is a fantastic thing. Like you'll take what you can get. Um, and no, I do get this fun comment. Watch out for those Pelicans. It will be interesting. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll wait and see about the Pelicans. Hmm. We'll, we'll calm down. We'll calm down about the Pelicans until I get to see a full full Zion. Um, and I do don't mean a full Zion at a buffet. And uh, anyway, so yeah, number eight, it's the Timberwolves. Number seven. We talked about the offseason issues. That's a big part of why I have them here. I don't know if Draymond stays stays with this team the whole season. I got the Golden State Warriors uh, coming off a championship. You'd think, well, hey, maybe they're gonna, they're, you know, gonna gonna capture some of that momentum. I, dude, that was that's bad. Everything, every, everything I've seen, everything I've I've seen people say, every even NBA pro ex pros are saying it. That doesn't happen in a cohesive locker room ever. And so if Draymond stays on the team, how cohesive can that team stay forward? Jordan Poole is, a, is your, is your up and coming player. Do you keep him? Do you keep Draymond? Who do you choose between the two? You've proven in the past, you choose Draymond. Do you continue that path? No. Despite him choosing this. Yeah. I mean, right. Honestly, spoiler, <laughs> probably not. Um, and you know, and there's no better coach to handle this situation. I will say ironically than Steve Kerr, um, because he notoriously got squared up on by, by my MJ. Granted, not in the same situation, but still got punched in the face by MJ. So he does understand getting punched in the face by your teammate. Um, but yeah, so give me the Warriors at seven there, making the playoffs as well. Number six, the team they faced last year and got probably one injury well away from, from advancing past the Warriors, the Memphis Grizzlies. They look young and fantastic still. Um, I'm going to stand by the fact that, you know, as John Morant continues to progress and shoot threes, he's going to continue to get better. And we're just we're in for a highlight show. My worry though is we're going to see the Derrick Rose effect 
after after knee ankle injury, it slows down. He becomes more human. He has to learn how to play human, and that worries me a little bit. That's why I have him at that six and not higher. Some people have him at like a two seed, three seed, and I, I respect that. I get it. Just personally, I don't I don't trust it enough yet. I want to see how he can how he can progress because that's how, that, as a person who's experienced knee injuries, that always sits in the back of your head that you've had one before. Like what happens if it happens again? Like it always sits in the back of your head. So I do think we'll see a change in John Morant in the way he plays. And now, if he continues to shoot the way he was shooting in the playoffs last year, I'm not worried at bit. And honestly, they probably progress a lot. They end up as a four seed or higher. Um, but again, like the Pelicans, I'll say we'll wait and see uh, with that situation. At number five, another team going through all sorts of offseason issues um, might even be sold. Might end up in Seattle by the by the time we do this episode next year. Who knows? Um, I doubt. I honestly doubt that'll actually happen. But just play humor me. Um, the Phoenix Suns here in this situation, I have with the five seed. They still have all the talent. They still have Devin Booker, who, from all reports in preseason camp, looks fantastic. Uh, you still have Chris Paul. Uh, need I say more? <laughs> like he may not. He may not be the point god of old because he keeps getting injured. But you know what? He is still point god adjacent, which is still a lot better than twenty other point guards in this league. So give me the Suns at five here. Um, I don't think I'd really need to say much more about them. I do think they have growing weapons in Cam Johnson that are just going to be absolutely fantastic. Bridges and continue his ascension. Um, so yeah, give me the, give me the Suns at five. At number four, I've I've dissed this team too many years in the past. I've dissed this point guard slash forward too many times in the past, and I'm I'm, I'm here to 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 I'm, I'm tell between my legs. I'm going to admit I was wrong multiple times about you. I'm going to say Luka Doncic in the Mavericks finishes fourth. And honestly, I could probably see them finishing higher. This is just like the Western, Western Conference always is. One through four separated by one and a half games is what I have predicted. Um, and it's it's that close. So, But they just fall on the edge of that. They still have home court advantage um, in the first round. So give me the Mavericks here. Luka is magical. Spencer Dinwiddie, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm still excited that he's a six man for that team. They have all the pieces in part, and they're healthy now, so they'll actually have somebody to help out Luca. Give them a chance. Um, yeah, Luca's just ascending right now, and we're just gonna. We're, this is like a, a lot like Giannis right now. I feel like we're just gonna sit back and watch in awe, and just you know what? I'm not gonna complain about anything I see on my TV anymore from Luca or or from Giannis. That's just what's gonna happen from now on. It's um, fitting that you have the I'm sorry, Luca, on the same day you're wearing a Georgia shirt as well, too. Just a, a culmination of your sports mistakes all coming together in one. Yeah, we're, just, we're not gonna, we're not gonna harp just, on the Georgia jacket right now. <laughs> Bulls jacket from here, and you lean back, and then it's a Georgia jacket. All right, go ahead and continue. Yeah, yeah, no, no, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> I mean, if you actually look close, you might even think it's like a 49ers jacket, and that's just a whole nother conversation. <laughs> um, anyways, number three, I have the Lakers because. I don't know if Draymond's going to end up a Laker or not, but I'm <laughs> probably going to end up a Laker. And if he ends up a Laker, crap. Because that means Anthony Davis doesn't have to play center like he doesn't want to. And that's scary for the whole league. Uh, because Anthony Davis gets to play a four and win healthy playing a four. Man, good luck, everybody else. <laughs> Draymond has an undersized, an undersized five that can play as a point guard. Okay, LeBron, you're going to play off ball with Draymond dishing you passes. You love that in the, in the All-Star games. You're going to love it in a regular season. Um, you know, we'll see what else they can do, but 
I, you know, I, I do think there's some questions early on in the season, but I think midseason and beyond, the Lakers are going to flip the switch like we always see with LeBron, and he's going to make another playoff run like he always does. And you're just going to be like, oh, wow. Yeah, LeBron's still that dude at 40-plus years – at 40 years old. Is he 39 years old? Like, crap. Um, so, yeah, give me give me the Lakers at three. At two, I got the L.A. Clippers. The other Lakers team, everybody comes back healthy. I don't need to say, like, much more about the Clippers. They are finally healthy for the first time in three years. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch that because we've been waiting to see what a fully healthy Paul George and a fully healthy Kawhi Leonard can do on a court together. And I don't – I don't see a reason why they shouldn't. And by the way, oh, let's not forget a sneaky little guy in there by the name of John Wall. And he might actually play basketball this season for this team. If he actually plays basketball and steps foot on a court, let's not forget this dude was the original ankle assassin in the new era of basketball. Like before any one of these dudes came out other than Derrick Rose. Like it was Derrick Rose and then it was John Wall. Let's not forget. I mean, they wrote a song about him while he was at Kentucky, so. <laughs> yeah. Look, Reebok, Reebok made shoes for just him after they went out of business for seven <laughs> years for a reason because they could just keep that one brand in line for just him. Um, so, yeah, give me the Clippers here at number two. I just think all the weapons in the world, which means, number one, a new precedent for them seeing a number one seed next to the name. I don't know if Denver fans are not are going to be able to, to understand what that means. Um, they'll probably lose their minds and overblow this because it's a prediction. But, uh, yeah, give me the Nuggets at one. Um, they finally strike gold, if you will, and and finally could put it together with a completely healthy roster. We get to see Jamal Murray back in healthy in a full season after he's had a full offseason to prepare, not just a very limited offseason. Uh, it be very interesting to see with this team. There were a lot of pieces that, that were growing at the end of the last season. We all always know Nikola Jokic is going to be a potential MVP candidate from day one. So you don't have to worry about him. Uh, my biggest my biggest concern is going to be when you get to that second unit, who's going to be the one on the court that can carry the team while Nikola Jokic is taking a break? Because there's no way that man plays 40-plus minutes a game again. So give him, give him a chance to breathe. Who's going to be the guy that steps up for you while he's gone? Because Jamal Murray obviously probably won't be that guy because of his knees. And then does it be MPJ, is it going to be somebody else stepping up? Is Will Barton? Who Who, who knows? Um, but yeah, that's that's my that's my one seed there with the Nuggets. And just to recap, from top from bottom to top, ten seed Pelicans, nine seed Blazers, eight seed the Timberwolves, seven seed Warriors, six seed Grizzlies, five seed the Suns, four seed Mavericks, three seed Lakers, the two seed Clippers, and taking number one in the West is the Nuggets. All right, I like it. I like it. We do have some similarities in there. A lot of similar teams. So we'll, I'll try and mix it up a little bit here as well too. But I'm gonna go ahead and start here. At number 10, and number 10, I'm going with the Portland Trailblazers as well, too. I think I like Damian Lillard, but there is nothing else there. Like, they, I, what else do you pick from at that point as well, too? So I'm going to go Jeremy with Jeremy Grant. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Uh, so, you know, I'm, we'll, we'll see about that. Uh, but I, that cupboard just feels barren, I guess, compared to even previous yeah, years where you had like CJ McCollum and that sort of thing. They felt like there's something else that you can kind of. You can kind of bank on a little bit if Dame has an offense. Now it feels like he's got to have that game five against the Nuggets a couple years ago in the playoff bubble where he had 55 on like 58% shooting to, in order to have a chance. So give me the Trailblazers at, a, at the 10 seed as well too. Number nine, I'm going to go with the Minnesota Timberwolves. I kind of like the Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony to Towns dynamic, like the, twin, the two towers, but like we kind of saw Rudy Gobert in space could be a little bit shaky, I guess, if that makes sense against those small ball lineups. 
Carl Anthony Towns can move a little bit. I like him as a power forward, but that's two guys you really don't want in space necessarily. Like Carl Anthony Towns is, I want him as my small ball center, not my big or my big ball power forward. But I want him to be accompanied by a center that can also move, like a Draymond actually would be a perfect complement for him. But I'm worried about their spacing. Anthony Edwards, I think, is going to continue to ascend. D'Angelo Williams will wait and see. And I do the underrest, underrest. I don't want to underestimate the loss of Patrick Beverly too. For as limited as he is, he does have a little bit of dog and a lot of defense that you could put side by side with D'Lo and those guys as well too. So give me the Timberwolves at the nine seed. Now at the number eight seed, I'm going to go with those New Orleans Pelicans. You mentioned Zion. He's got to play at least. He's got to play just in general as well too. I do like the pictures where he looks less like he's been at the buffet. He looks a little more clean, a little more ripped. Still looks like he's throwing down a dunking again. I like Brandon Ingram a lot. I do like that they re-signed CJ McCollum too. I think he gives them that veteran outside presence to compliment too. If they had a point guard I felt more comfortable with, I think that would make – I might even have them a little bit higher. But their point guard situation, I'm – it's going to be kind of ironic, but I kind of wish they still had Lonzo Ball there. I think that would really that really kind of bring the whole thing together. If they could just keep all the pieces they took from the Lakers, that would have been great. So give me the Pelicans at number eight. And number seven, I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Lakers. I agree with you. I think LeBron still is going to prove he's that dude. I'm concerned about Anthony Davis staying healthy. I really am. And we'll wait and see if Draymond ends up in Los Angeles. I think I wouldn't be surprised if that he wants to go to L.A. Him and LeBron are best bros now, it seems like. So we'll, we'll see how that one goes, but I just do one I, episode of the shop and their bros. Exactly. It's, I mean, they're going to weddings. They're doing the Antonio Brown dance together now. And now Draymond's punching teammates, trying to get set, trying to get traded. I, anything could happen, but I'm going to put them at seven right now, just because I need to see more of it to believe. I need LeBron to be able to stay healthy and play more games. I know he averaged 30, but he also did, played, what was it like 35 games? It felt like 40 games. Anthony Davis has to play more than a, one time a week. Like he, we just, he has to be out there. The Russell Westbrook experiment. What? I, I have no idea. Yeah. And a brand new rookie head coach as well. There's so, and no shooting. There's, there's too many question marks, but because of the top notch star power of LeBron, Anthony Davis squad, I'll, I'll have him, I have him at the seventh seed with a good chance to climb if they stay healthy. Number six, speaking of Draymond punching teammates, give me the Golden State Warriors. I saw a weird thing on this one of the sports shows the other day. You go down their roster, there's probably nine guys on there you expect that might actually be better this year than they were last year. You look at like Kaminga, Jordan Poole, just go Andrew Wiggins, all those guys you can go down the list. You expect all of them to be better, but I think the Golden State Warriors as a whole are going to have a worse year because, well, I mean, it's hard to win a title back-to-back years. I do think that Draymond and Jordan Poole thing is going to – the fact that he's not even getting suspended and he's going to be back before the preseason even ends, there's – I feel like there's going to be a little bit of fluctuating tension that even no matter what, I mean, it, like I just can't imagine they're going to throw it. They're going to just basically throw it away and it's going to be gone. It's going to be lingering there yeah. for a while, especially when with you got to extend one of them, either Poole or Draymond. So that's going to be, I found yeah, who, do you, who do you choose? I'm picking Jordan Poole. I'm not thinking twice about <laughs> it at this point too. Draymond's more trouble than he is worth at this point. Like that. Yeah. I know he plays defense. I know he has like all, all those intangible things, but like, he even admitting to being shook in the guard when they were playing Boston last year in game four up into for the first three games until Steph Curry basically took it upon himself to get the crowd riled up at him to take all the yeah. pressure off. But what, what does he offer at that point? Like quadruple singles. Obviously he's an NBA player. He's a fan, still a really good defender, not the greatest defender of all time. Like he would try and tell you is, but a really good defender, fantastic. <laughs> defender. But he contributes a little offensively, turns the ball over. And now he's, we can count. We could spend the rest of the episode counting incidents he's found himself in that has affected the team. 
So give me the Golden State Warriors at six because I think Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Jordan Poole are going to be dynamic. I think Clay Thompson being healthy, Steph is still Steph. And I think Jordan Poole is going to bounce back from this as well, too. I don't think he's going to flounder from it. He's going to earn that extension with it. Number five, speaking of turmoil, we're going to stick to the same thing. I got the Phoenix Suns here at number five. You still got Chris Paul, who in the regular season, point God, when he's when he's able to play. Devin Booker is still a top 15 to 10 caliber player as well, too. A, a first-team All-NBA caliber shooting guard on his, on his good nights who can get buckets. DeAndre Ayton, who is not happy to be there whatsoever by the looks of it, but if he plays and he and he tries, he'll still be – you've got Mikael Bridges, you've got Monty Williams as a coach. There's still a lot there. I wouldn't be surprised if DeAndre Ayton gets moved by the trade deadline, maybe for like Miles Turner in Indiana, something like that, since Indiana tried to sign him. Who knows? The weird things happen in the NBA. But Hear me out. DeAndre Ayton for Draymond Green. That's great for the Warriors. I don't know. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, that's a, you know what? I Chris Paul would lose his ever-loving mind. He'd be like, no, I quit. Get me out of here. Send me to L.A. Exactly. Yeah, just I'll punch every, Draymond to get to L.A. Whatever it takes at that point. But give me the Suns at five. I think they're still going to be really good. I think there's a little bit of distractions, which will keep them from being a top one, two, three seed, but they'll still be they'll still be fine. Number four, I got the Memphis Grizzlies. A lot like you, I am curious to see how John Moran's able to bounce back from those injuries. But I do think the way they're built, they're such a young team that is so locked in on the defensive side of the ball. I think they're still going to be good in the regular season to get one of those top three or three to four seeds. I don't think they'll be the two seed. I don't think they'll run through people quite the same. But still give me the, I'm still going to take the Grizzlies at number four. John Moran, even if he's 85 to 90 percent of what he was last year. That's still plenty to get you up there as well, too. Bane, you still got Bane. You still got Jaron Jackson when he's not shooting seven threes a game. You still got a lot of weapons out there. So give me the Grizzlies at four. Number three, give me the Los Angeles Clippers. You mentioned finally healthy. Last year, I thought they'd be healthy. That was not the case. Last year, I thought if they were healthy, they would have been really good. They couldn't get healthy. They still almost made the play in, but even with nobody playing. But give me the Clippers. John Wall looks like he's going to be the sixth man. You're telling me John Wall is going to be your sixth man? Sign me up. That's a good team. The only reason not higher is because I think we're still going to see some load management. So, you know what? Give me the Clippers at three. Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, John Wall, Tyron Lue coaching a deep bench. It's a really good squad. Number two at a team that's, I have them similar to the Grizzlies. I think they're just going to be really good in the regular season because of the horses they have. I got the Dallas Mavericks led by Luka Doncic. I think Luka's still going to be Luka. He's still going to be incredible. But looking at the roster, they still got guys like Dwight Powell, Frank Nicolatina. They still got some pretty decent role players, Dorian Finney-Smith, Spencer Dinwiddie, Reggie Bullock, guys that you kind of surround with Luka, and the big addition of Christian Wood. I think he's going to take even a next step in his game this year as well, too. It does hurt to lose Jalen Brunson a little bit, but I think they'll be fine. You kind of mentioned we're kind of watching Luka just ascend into a all potential all-time great player right now, and I think this is just like another – remember the, the LeBron-like Cavaliers teams where they just – Oh, so amazing the regular season, but you know when playoff t- time came, it was a little shaky because he was. They'll get to they'll get to the conference finals, and then uh, they're gonna get bounced probably. There's only so much you could do when your second best player is Bo Williams and Z Drew and Silkowskis and guys like that. Like they're good, but when you're going against some of these other teams, they're limited. But they still won 66 games in back to back years. I see the Mavericks in a similar build to that right now, where Luca and some of those other pretty good pieces will get you there, but they're they're limited on their ceiling. And then number one, I'm gonna keep it short and sweet. I have the Denver Nuggets just like you. Nikola Jokic is going to do the exact same thing. He's going to stuff the stat sheet. Everyone's going to say he should, he should be MVP because of advanced numbers. He's going to be really good. 
Michael Porter Jr., if he could stay healthy, is going to be a nice piece. I really do. I think Jamal Murray coming back is going to help a lot just because at any given moment, he can go and get you 30, 40, 50 as he has shown the ability to. And it gives you that second option as well. I think Aaron Gordon will be a little bit less reckless than, or not reckless, but he'll be a little more viable this year than he was last year. DeAndre Jordan is a backup to, as well, too. That gives you a little, if you want to go two towers with him and Jokic, just so you have a better, more rim protection, too. There's there's a little more versatility. Ish Smith coming off the bench as well. I really like this roster, and they've been it's been a really good roster the last couple of years. I think this year they'll be healthy and able to get something rolling. So, going through my list one more time, I got the Denver Nuggets at one in the West, the Dallas Mavericks at number two, the Los Angeles Clippers at number three, the Memphis Grizzlies at four, the Phoenix Suns at five, the Golden State Warriors at six, the Los Angeles Lakers at seven. And the New Orleans Pelicans sneaking in at number eight as well, too. So that is my Western Conference predictions. Very interesting. I like it. You know, that's uh, be very interesting to see. I gotta say, I will. I don't know. This this Western Conference that's always going to be competitive, but I do think it's it's interesting to see preseason what our thoughts are, and then obviously how it's going to shape up. I always feel like there's still the same six teams that we're like, all right, well, they're going to be there. We just, just don't know where. Different. They're just yeah, they're just in a different order this year than they normally are. Exactly. And before we head off into our Eastern Conference predictions, we do want to take a quick moment to say a big thank you to our sponsors over at Manscaped as well. If you don't know, well, I don't know where you've been, but Manscaped is the premier company in men's grooming and hygiene products as well, too. They recently have joined up with us. You can use code HILOSPORTS at checkout for 20% off as well, too, just in time for the holidays. And Kelsey, we've been fortunate enough to try out a few of their products as well, too. And we have a couple we want to highlight. I'll let you go and go first. Yeah, so I mentioned I'm sweating and dying in this jacket. And uh, I got to say, uh, I've been using this crop preserver. If you guys have not checked this stuff out, uh, as men, big men especially, we have an issue with something called swamp ass. Really, if you live down south, you understand what swamp ass is, and and, and you get it as well. Or, or if, if you just live sense. in a hot – yeah, if, you, if you've ever lived in a hot climate ever, you understand swamp ass. Um, look, crop preserver, all it is, you put it on after you get yourself all nice and dry – Put it on anti-chafing. So those days of baby powder being all over your bathroom, getting ready to go out, over. I have not had baby powder all over my be- my bathroom since I started using this. I love it to death. And I get through to the day. I'm like, man, this is this was great. I'm walking around, taking my dog out, you know, sitting here on my, uh, you know, working all day, start to sweat normally as I normally do, seeing a puffy jacket, no issues. Can't complain. Um, and then, at, you know, at the end of the day, you start, you're like, all right, well, I need a little refresher. What do I do here? Well, we got this cool little spray, Copper Viver, right here. All you do, you know, take it to the bathroom. So you do your thing, and then you just squirt, squirt, just like mouthwash or, you know, mouth spray for your for your mouth, freshen your breath. Same concept. Freshen downstairs, make you nice, clean smelling. Don't smell any funkiness. Get, get through the day. Look, it can go 14 hours, however long you need to get through your day. But that little refresher, man, it helps a lot. I got to say, I've been, lo- I've been loving this stuff since we got Manscaped. Uh, life-saving because I don't lo- no longer have to have a small investment tied into baby powder right now. I got to say, this has been absolutely fantastic as a big guy. Absolutely as well, too. I'm going to take a moment. I'm going to highlight the weed whacker as well, too, to have a look at it right here as well. Nose hair, you don't really think about it a whole lot until you get really close to somebody or you look at take a look at a picture after you take and you just have like that one little anaconda hair straggling down as oh, well. Oh, yeah, too. Especially, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> especially someone that has like facial hair like I do as well too. So sometimes it gets a little bit dangling. You don't really see it. Those are the worst things, especially if you're getting close to that special someone as well too. Once you get that close, it's hard to unlock. So with the weed whacker, it allows me to simply go, you can hear it going, bam, bam, 
clean clean nose hairs as well. Doesn't pinch, doesn't cut, doesn't do anything as well too. And it's good for stubborn ear hair as well for people who have the, those ear hairs that grow out really long as well too, especially the clear ones you can't see. Everything you need for the underrated parts of grooming as well too. So I highly recommend giving the weed whacker a try and grabbing a little bit of that spray as well too that you mentioned as well. Get yeah. yourself looking your best where you got on a night with the town with that special someone as well too. And before you do that, use code Hilo Sports at checkout. Save yourself 20% off at manscaped.com as well too. And remember, you got to always take care of your pair. That's the best way I could have ever ended that. I love that that, that ending. Thank you. Uh, no, like I, I got to say, this is like there's plenty more products if there's those aren't ones you guys are interested in as well. So definitely check it out, manscaped.com. High low sports. And yeah, DJ, I mean, that's a perfect ending. Just, you know, uh, it's, I, I can do better, man. Well, you know, that's good. We're going to go from that. And now we're in transition into our Eastern Conference picks as well, too. They always, so far, it's been the best have been in the West and the least have been in the East. Well, I think you could say you can make a case that it's kind of changed differently in recent years. The East has gotten really competitive the last couple of years, so I'm going to let you go and go first. How do you how do you have the Eastern Conference shaping out? Yeah, so Eastern Conference this time. Um, let me go ahead and flip this screen around so I can see what I have in my Eastern Conference. We're going to go from bottom to top, and with the news coming out recently that obviously Lamelo is going to miss some of the beginning of the season with a yet another injury to his leg. Again, leg injuries, worry about them. They don't go away, especially in taller people. LaMelo is that. Uh, so give me the Hornets at number 10, first team out. I, they're going to make it into the play-in game, and they're going to lose just as fast again. Uh, it's just unfortunate there. There's some more problems there in, in, in Charlotte that I could talk about, but there are some legal issues, so we're going to leave those ones alone for right now. Um, that might also impact their season because we'll have to wait and see how that whole thing with Bridges pans out. Um at number nine, the Knicks in New York. As I said, I have the Knicks getting some hope, at least making the playoffs. They make the playoffs, ladies and gentlemen. They just lose in the play-in game hmm. in the second one. Sorry. I, yeah, you gave them some hope there. Like you were throwing back in the Eastern Conference and then just to kind of be the ninth seed. You, a little anticlimactic. Hey, you got some. You get some, You get some cool Obi Topin uh, East Bay highlights again, so that's fine. <laughs> like, like, at least take some good with it. Like, you, you can at least say you went to another playoff game. Um, since 2000. So, my congratulations. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, number eight, though, I have those pesty little Atlanta Hawks, man. They just seemingly always around. They just, you don't know whether they're going to be great, whether they're going to be bad. Yeah. I feel like this season they're going to have a little bit more lows than they have highs. But I've also been proven wrong. So, this could be completely fantastic this season and end up like a top five seed. But I do think they're going to end up an eight seed here uh, in Atlanta. And it's going to be a comfortable eight seed. Like they're going to be the eight seed going into the play-in tournament, and they're going to easily walk away with the eight seed as well. They're not going to just like progress or you know degress or anything like that. Um, the Hawks firmly in the playoffs. Like they've been in the old playoffs at this point in time. Uh, number seven, give me the Miami Heat. I, I you know love everything that they're doing in Miami. I'm probably a little low on them than most people. Just they've let me down so many times. <laughs> but at the end of the day, Eric Spolstra is still Eric Spolstra. He's going to know. How, like I'd say probably your best coach in the NBA today. And most people be like, oh, what about Doc? What about this? What about that? Yeah, I don't care. Eric Spolstra is, you know what? He's the guy that, in my eyes, I think he does the best coaching job from start to finish um, with a team. And he does – he's done more with less teams. So, you know, to me, that's, 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 that is more impressive with me. And I think that he – they're probably going to go through some injury woes. 
as they normally do because for some reason the Heat can never stay healthy. It just like it feels like it runs through the Heat franchise. Like outside of those five years with Dwayne Wade and LeBron, really, which we only saw four good years of, really three good years of, really two. Uh, yeah, I mean, truly, yeah, because then Chris Bosh situation. So you know, give me the Heat though at the seven seed, making it pretty comfortable there at the seven seed. Uh, but yeah, they're going to be a seven seed. Unfortunately, they had to go through the playoff playing bullcrap, but they're going to be just fine. Um, but now the number six seed, kind of a surprise considering where most people probably would ever have them ranked. But give you not, give give me a guy with b- multiple playoff and top three seed playoff experience in the West, moving to the East along with that young dynamic team that's already there, along with some some wily veterans that know how to score. I'm going to go with the Cavs at number six. Honestly, they probably could get higher, but I'm going to go with the Cavs here at number six. I'm playing a little bit coy here. Like, mm. uh, yeah, they're going to be good, but are they going to be that good? I, I There's a lot of good teams still to go in the East. Like, <laughs> let's not kid ourselves here. Um, they're going to be a great team, and, you know, they're going to finish well above 500. I'm not worried about that. I do think they're going to be good here at the sixth seed. Uh, might surprise some people with a run here in the playoffs, but yeah, give me the sixth seed is, is going to be the Cavs. The five seed, you know, falling down the standings a little bit uh, from from where they have been the last couple seasons. I have the Bucks, Milwaukee Bucks here at the, at the five seed. Nothing against them. Just eventually somebody's going to figure out Giannis, and I think this is the season that we start seeing teams in the regular season start to figure out Giannis, a mix between that and they're going to start resting Giannis, giving him the timed days off. And I don't know if the team can still withhold without Giannis in the roster still. Uh, I still will ever forever have that question about the Bucks because Giannis is so Giannis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's just so above and beyond anything normal that, you know, without him in the roster, what do you, like, how do you go back to playing normal after that? It's, I don't know if you can, um, really without like a revamp and, and and number four give me the chicago bulls i think the chicago bulls team i think they they have all the pieces and again talk about a team that just got bit by the injury bug down the stretch last year i mean they look good and then just injuries decimated that team um and i think again you run it back injuries you know withholding like as long as they stay away i don't see any reason this bulls team can't have a home, home court advantage going in the playoffs for that first round at least um so, yeah, give me the Bulls here at number four. Number three, the reigning Eastern Conference champions by a toe, the Boston Celtics in this one. And this one is down to their head coaching. I would honestly have put them number one, period. But you lose your head coach for a year and all the things that surround that and everything that is involved with that situation from top to bottom in the organization, that does cause some discourse, uh, just like the Warriors. Now, do they fall as bad as the Warriors do? No, because I think the heads on the court are sane enough. But I do think there's still some discourse in, involved here, and you lose a lot of it, you lose head coaching. And, and in the Eastern Conference, I feel like coaches in the Eastern Conference are better, so you'll lose a lot more close games in the East than you would against Western Conference teams. And that's why they're going to be a little bit lower here in the in the Eastern Conference standings um, than if they were maybe maybe in the West, because uh, unfortunately in the West you pretty much have to coach against LeBron. Hmm. And that's about it. Um, number two, give me the Sixers. I think this Sixers team, ah, look, I was proven wrong with Joel Embiid not having to carry the team at one point in time last year. Somehow that team rallied around and, and made it work with with him not having to carry him. Now, then he got the playoffs, you had to carry him. 
I do think this year is going to be a different story. I think we're going to see the guys that need to step up, step up. And James Harden doesn't look like Fat Harden anymore. Mm-hmm. He doesn't look like a like somebody gave him a pardon for the buffet this last year. Like he actually looks like a dude that that put in the work, that put in the offseason effort to try to stay in shape and try to get ready for this next season. And he looks like the guy that learned how to play in the new new rules. Last year he looked lost into the new rules. Like he just didn't look look like he could play his game. And this year going into the season, it looks like he's OKC James Harden more so than even Rockets James Harden, which is the OK. If we can get OKC James Harden again, I'm going to say just like I said last year, this Sixers team is going to be deadly. Like that's just how it is going to be. And I see we're going to get a lot more of that than we're going to get that. You know, I'm just driving to get fouls type of James Harden. And so at number one, though, if you guys have been counting, that means I have those guys, those dudes from across the the, the water, or actually, I don't know, whatever borough you're from. Anyways, it's the Brooklyn Nets. It's it's just the Nets. I, I don't think I need to say much more. The star power on this team alone can carry itself to a 60 wins if they wanted to. Um, it's a matter of if they want to. I think at the end of the day, like, does Kyrie want to suit up? Does KD want to play like he's the all-world athlete that he is? Like he is the number two player in the world, or number one player in the world like he wants to be. Does Ben Simmons ever suit up? Like if those things happen, then game over. Like I'm sorry, there's, nobody's going to be able to compete with him because you have the best defensive guard forward in the world in Ben Simmons. Hey, I'm sorry, like when he's playing his mind, like defensive player of your hands down when he's playing his best. Should have been one of the best. Player. Yeah, should have been defensive player. <laughs> one of like one of the top two players in the world at any given time he's on the court and has been so for the last ten years and he honestly will probably continue for the next five to seven years. And then one of the best on ball guards we have ever seen in the league as far as dribbling, handle his passing, vision, you name it, scoring. He can do it all. If they can put that all together, I don't see why this team can't be that. So give me the Nets at number one. And that's going to just to recap from bottom to top in the <coughs> Eastern Conference. I have the Charlotte Hornets at number 10, New York Knicks at number nine, Atlanta Hawks at number eight, Miami Heat at number seven, Cleveland Cavaliers at number six, Milwaukee Bucks at five, Chicago Bulls at four, Celtics at the three seed, Sixers at the two seed, and those Brooklyn Nets at the one seed. All right. Interesting. A little bit of a shakeup here. And our East will be a little bit different here as well, too. I'll get cruising through mine. Number 10, I have the Washington Wizards. I like Wes Unseld as the coach. Bradley Beal re-signing for the bag there shows he's committed to staying there, whether it is for the money or whatever the reason is. Point is he's staying there, so there's no talk about him getting traded or leaving. They're building. They got a ways to go still. But I think the East, I think here, I think he's good enough with their coaching to get them into that play in tournament. They're not going to go very far, though. So give me the them at 10 number nine i got the toronto raptors basically the first team out just outside is toronto's like the kind of the antithesis of what you're saying with the celtics they can only go so far because they have great coaching the players on the court fred van fleet is really nice but he's still a five foot eight guard pascal has been pretty good but he hasn't quite lived up to the billing after Kawhi left they were hoping for they have some nice pieces they overachieved last year because of outstanding coaching nick nurse should be considered a top five to eight coach in the game. But I think this year with some of the other teams getting healthier and ascending, they're going to find themselves kind of stuck in that nine spot. Number eight, I got the Atlanta Hawks, a team that vehemently let me down with my regular season prediction last year. (laughs) I think they kind of figured out a little bit. I think 
either they trade John Collins to get something for him or John Collins starts playing like the John Collins who got paid because last year was a very rough year for him. Trey Young, I think, gets a little bit more of a groove offensively. Give me the Hawks at the eight seed. Number seven, I have the Chicago Bulls, and I agree with you that I would have them higher if Lonzo Ball was healthy, but there's still issues with that knee. We just recently said he was having trouble walking. There's just some concerns I have with that as well, too. Like, they're, The talent is there, but I have too many questions with them. But I think at number yeah. seven with the talent, they'll be really good. And if you get Lonzo Ball back before like the end of the uh, fiscal year by like january I think that could really help them ascend, just having that point guard to go with the Zach Levines of the world and that sort of team. So give me the Bulls at number seven. At number six, I have the Boston Celtics. I do think Ime Udoka's not only the issues with him off the court, but kind of that mentality he brings as a defensive coach they're going to miss as well. So we saw what they were with Brad Stevens. We saw what they were with Udoka. Both good teams, but different fitting teams that gave that maximize the pieces a little bit differently. We don't have any idea with the new with the substitute coach. I think it's Missoula's his name. We'll have to mm-hmm. see what what he brings. So I think that there's just so much. It's similar to the Warriors. There's just kind of so much going around. We don't know what to expect. So I'm going to basically split it at about number six. I think there's a lot of talent there, but at the same time, I wonder if they capped last year as well too, because some things did bounce their way last year that helped them get there as well too. So curious to see how that plays out as well. Kind of similar to what the Bengals had last year getting in the Super Bowl. They played great, but a lot of things went their way on top of it. At number five, I have the Philadelphia Sixers, who you were very high on. I like a lot of the pieces. I think Joel Embiid is a top five, six-ish player in the game when he's on. James Harden, I think, could be a very, very good quote-unquote Robin. I'm just, I need to see it. That's my only thing. You mentioned James Harden so far. Looks like he's adapted to the new rules. I just want to see it in the games. I want to see it when they're tight games against good teams when the spotlight's on. Like I want to see him. When he needs a bucket to put on the moves, not put on the get fouls. I need to see Joel Embiid not fade away from the basket so much. I know you can be a seven foot two Kobe with your fade away, but you don't need to do it as often as you do. I need you to get down low and whoop up on 99% of centers who have absolutely no business being in the paint with you and trading away the Seth Curry's and some of those guys as well to him. I need to see them replay some of that three point shooting. I like Tyrese Maxwell, Tybal. They have, they have plenty of pieces. I just need to see it come together, I guess as well. Number four, I have the Miami Heat for the exact opposite reason because everything is kind of together there. They just have to stay healthy. Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo. They re-sign, I think they re-signed Tyler Hero as well, too. They got Victor Oladipo coming back again as well, too. Hopefully actually getting some minutes as well. There's a lot. Theirs is the cohesion. And then you mentioned Eric Spolster as the coach, so I like a lot of what they have. So get put, I'll put him at the four seed. Number three, I have the Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm a little bit higher than on them than you are. Simply because I look at the front line with Jared Allen and Evan Mobley. Another year playing together, the ability to the opposite of the Timberwolves. They can guard a small ball lineup because Evan Mobley is just a giant small forward. It's almost similar to Kevin Garnett when he was at the Timberwolves where he's listed as a small forward at one point, even though we all knew darn well he wasn't. Where Evan Mobley, can, his range defensively gives you that ability. Darius Garland, I think, is going to continue that ascension. And I think, the, of course, Donovan Mitchell, a top 10 to 15 player in the game, Adding him takes a lot of pressure off of Darius Garland, who's now you can't really key in on him because then Donovan Mitchell gets you for 50, like you do in Utah. And now this is the best offensive cast Donovan Mitchell's had in his NBA career, hands down. Defensively, it's on par with some of those Utah teams as well, too. Oh, and then Isaac Coro, small forward, I think is just your three and maybe you're just your D and occasional three guy. I think that makes him a little more comfortable in that role. Still got guys like Laurie Markinen who could seven foot look how big their lineups can get they can get get some absolutely freakish lineups with Laurie Markin and a six foot ten three-point shooter a small four 
By the way, the two guys probably competing for six man of the year, Karis LeVert and Kevin Love coming off your bench too. And there's still Ricky <laughs> Rubio who could substitute in as a guard. It's a very deep and a very young team, which means I think a lot of their guys barring injury are going to play a lot in the regular season. So give me the three seed for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Number two, I got the Brooklyn Nets. There's a lot of questions, but at the same time, it looks like all those guys are going to play. That's just, even if they're a completely discombobbled mess, that's still a lot of star power to deal with. Like that's a very dangerous mess. Nonetheless, number one, I got the Milwaukee Bucks. I think Giannis is the best player in the world right now. I think he's on an incredible ascension still. He is still a relatively young guy too. And I think they're going to be healthier this year as well too. Brooke Lopez being healthy, Middleton being healthy. They were very dangerous. If Middleton doesn't go down last year, they might've been in the finals of last year as well too. I mean, they were a Herculean performance from Jason Tatum in game seven away. And that was with just Giannis by himself. So I think that is still a dangerous team. So just to recap my East predictions really quick. At 10 seed, I got the Washington Wizards. At 9, I got the Toronto Raptors. At 8, I got the Atlanta Hawks. At 7, the Chicago Bulls. At 6, the Boston Celtics. At 5, the 76ers. At 4, the Miami Heat. At 3, the Cleveland Cavaliers. At 2, the Brooklyn Nets. And at 1, we have the Milwaukee Bucks. So that's how I have the East shaking out now. We'll, get, we'll kind of coast through the playoffs here pretty quickly because I know we want to talk awards and get to the final. So, Kelsey, who do you have advancing out of round one? We'll go and do West and the East. Yeah, so for the West, uh, I'm going to go ahead and knock out round one. My matchups are Nuggets-Wolves, one versus eight. I have the Nuggets advancing. Uh, Mavs-Suns in the four versus five matchup. That is going to be the Mavs I have advancing there. Lakers-Grizzly in the three-seven match, or sorry, three-six matchup. Lakers advance out of that one. And in the... Oh, goodness. I can never remember this one. 2-7 matchup. Clippers-Warriors. I have the Clippers advancing there. So Nuggets, Mavs, Lakers, Clippers advance out of the West. And in the East, I have Nets-Hawks. Nets advance there. Bulls-Bucks. Bulls advance for me there. And Celtics-Cavs. Cavs Cavs advance. Sixers-Heat. Sixers. So recapping who I have advancing. In the West, Nuggets, Mavs, Lakers, Clippers. In the East, Nets-Bulls-Cavs-Sixers. Okay. All right. Looks good. Sounds pretty good there. So I'll go and go through mine here relatively quickly as well, too. For just like you, Denver Nuggets, I have them playing the Pelicans. I think they win that one comfortably as well, too. The Mavericks taking on, in this case, will be the Los Angeles Lakers. I think that I think the Mavericks, the battle, the new versus the old, and I think the new is going to come through on this one. I think Luca's going to put on a performance, and I still just have so many questions about the Lakers' health. If you guarantee me they'll all be healthy, I'll reconsider this. But until that point, we'll have to wait and see. Right then I have the Clippers here taking on the Golden State Warriors. Give me the Clippers in this one. It, the Warriors have kind of owned that matchup since the Steph Cur- since Steph Curry, and that kind of became a little rivalry. But it's a whole different Clippers. It's a healthy Clippers, and I think they're just absolutely loaded. And Tyron Lue's a really good coach as well, too. So give me the Clippers there. Then in the 4-5 seed, the Grizzlies taking on the Suns. We have our first upset here, as I have quote-unquote upset, as I have the Suns as a 5 seed taking out the Memphis Grizzlies as well. I think the star power is a little bit too high, and I think this is right at that peak of Chris Paul before he kind of falls off in the next couple of rounds. So in the in the East, though, for the one seed, I have the Bucks t- easily taking out the Hawks. Number two, I have the Brooklyn Nets taking on the Chicago Bulls. Same story. I think that's a potential five-gamer. Cavaliers taking on the Boston Celtics. I think it's a very, very close matchup, but give me the Cavaliers in, in a close one. Then the Miami Heat taking on the Philadelphia 76ers. I think the Sixers get a little bit of revenge here, and I think they take out the Miami Heat. So just recapping quickly who I have advancing. I have, I'll have the Nuggets taking on the Phoenix Suns, and we'll have the Mavericks taking on the Clippers in the West. Then we'll have the Bucks taking on the 76ers, and the Nets taking on the Cavaliers in the East. So 
Moving on now to our semifinals in each conference. Kelsey, how do you have them playing out? Yeah, so uh, my matchups are Nuggets-Mavs, and in that one I have the Mavs actually taking that one, the Mavericks advancing to the Western Conference Finals. And they'll face the winner of the Lakers-Clippers, who I actually have as the Lakers. Um, I do believe this is kind of that weird run we see from LeBron every couple years where he's like, all right, well, I'm going to wheel my team to the Conference Finals. That's just going to happen. Good luck, everybody else. So give me Mavs-Lakers in the Conference Finals here uh, for the Western side. Uh, For the Eastern side, I have Nets versus Bulls. I'm going to take the Nets in this one again. When they would decide to play it on their day, it's hard to beat the Nets anytime. And then Cavs-Sixers here uh, on the other matchup. I actually have the Cavs upsetting the Sixers um, in that one, and it's going to be a Nets-Cavs Eastern Conference Finals. All right, that's a very good one. I'll go through my West here really quickly. Nuggets taking on the Suns, and you know what? We got ourselves another upset here is I do think the Suns are going to upset the Nuggets. I think they have a little more firepower. And I do think the Nuggets, it's Jokic kind of wears down a little bit with the amount of mincy play. So give me the Suns pulling off an upset. A lot of turmoil in the regular season. By the time the playoffs comes around, I think they'll be the quote unquote same old Suns as the last couple of years. But I do think the Suns will take that one. Mavericks and the Clippers, give me the Clippers in this one. Luka will get his, but the Clippers will lock down everybody else. It's the same thing every time they play. Luka gives Paul George and Kawhi the business, but nobody else can get involved. And eventually Luka's going to wear down. He can only carry the team on his back so much. So. Give me the Clippers versus Suns Western Conference Final. Now heading over to the East, we have the Bucks taking on the 76ers. A very close matchup, and honestly, I'm going to go with the Bucks in a razor close one because I think defensively they're a little more sound as well, too. The 76ers really good, but I think they sometimes get a little erratic. And this is where I want to see can James Harden get you that bucket without the fouls, that sort of thing. Can Joel Embiid continue to bang down low without getting hurt or without starting to fade away as well, too, because you know the Bucks are going to bang down low. Giannis will be right in the middle of that, even though he's like the third big guy on the team. So give me the Bucks in a grueling series with the 76ers. The Brooklyn Nets taking on the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think this is where the discourse finally starts to affect the Nets. And I think the Cavaliers will take them in a long, drawn-out, firepower seven games. They are a deep team. They, I think the battle of attrition here, they can win. And Jared Allen, you know he's going to come with a little something-something for them too. Oh, You know he's going to have a little something. something. And who on there is going to guard him necessarily? Kevin Durant, I mean, he he's a really, really good defender and lengthy, but then Evan Mobley is going to get loose. So for the Eastern Conference, give me the Nets versus the Cavaliers, the surprise cap, or excuse me, the Bucks versus the Cavaliers in a surprise. Then in the West, give me the Clippers versus the Suns. And as we run out of time, Kelsey, tell us who's going to the finals for you. Yeah, so my matchup is uh, Mavs versus Lakers here in the West. And uh, as I've said, since uh, you know I'm tired of just disregarding Luka and all the things that he brings to the table, and I'm just going to continue riding with Luca Train because you know what? At this point in time, I've been wrong so many years in a row. Might as well be wrong in a blaze of glory. And mm-hmm. I'm going to ride the Luca Train into the finals here um, over the Lakers. I just uh, this is where I finally see LeBron. Just it shows his age a little bit more. Um, shows that that wear and tear that we've been waiting to see. Um, it's not necessarily going to be an injury or anything. It's just going to be like he's going to be more reliant on Anthony Davis. And uh, we've learned that maybe that's not the best person to be relying on. Um, unless you want to square up on somebody randomly just because. So that's that's my take on that, giving the Mavs and the what taking the Western Conference as the Western representative here in the NBA Finals. And in the East, I have the Nets Cavs. And as much as I'd love to say it's a Cinderella story for the Cavs, it is not. It's it's hmm. the Nets. I, I'm sorry. Again, this is going to be the Nets and all the strength that is Kevin Durant. And, you know, look, 
I, I can't get over Ben Simmons. If he plays and he's fully healthy, that man can guard two people at one time with his wingspan. And by that, what if you don't understand what I mean, he can guard you and your passing lanes. So therefore, he cuts off any hope you have of getting around him with a pass, with a simple, with any simple pass. Like it takes a beautiful skip pass, a some kind of magic to get around him. So, uh, give me this one. I have the finals shaping up as the Mavericks versus the Nets. All right, I'll go through this quickly. For mine, I have the Bucks taking on the Cavaliers as well. I don't quite have the young star team getting over that hump though. I think this is where Giannis continues to show why he is arguably the best player in the world. I think Chris Middleton and squad's healthy. Give me the Bucks heading back to the finals with a win over the Cavs. Suns and the Clippers. The sun will set in the in the Western Conference Finals, and I think the Clippers will finally get over that hump for the first time in franchise history. So we will have the Clips advancing to the NBA Finals to take on the Milwaukee Bucks. And I'll just go through mine quickly. In the finals, I have the Bucks taking on the Clippers. I think the Bucks will win. I think Giannis is going to put that stamp of it is my time right now on this one. And the Clippers are so snake-bitten as a franchise they would finally get to the finals in a game where Kawhi has shut down Giannis in the playoffs. He has his number, quote unquote, and then Giannis puts on a puts on a fifty point performance and to round it out or something ridiculous. So and goes and orders the, another fifty piece from Chick Fil A. Exactly. So give me the Bucks and Giannis kind of reestablishing himself as that dude here in the finals with, with another MVP performance and Chris Middleton still finding it, still showing that he's not just anybody as well too. So give me the Bucks using their sizes in this game. You know what? I respect that. I respect the Giannis uh, stamping his his mark, and I'm kind of trending in the same way here. As I said, this man I have overlooked for too long, and it is time to give him his just due. And if I'm going down, I'm going down in a blaze of glory. Going with the Mavericks and Mark Cuban and Luka Doncic to win the NBA title here. And Luka Doncic actually is going to be your finals MVP because who else on this team is going to be the finals MVP? Let's be completely fair about that. Mm-hmm. Luka Doncic is going to have his moment in the glory. We're going to actually have that moment where the guy that might be one of the best players in the league finally gets to have his ring. And it's just because we have so much change over every year. And there's so much discourse in other teams that he, this is, I think the, the one year where he can have that special moment. And I think this is his year. I think Luka's going to take it to the finals. And despite some issues with that team that can be, they can easily be filled out in the regular season of adding veterans. So Give me the Mavericks winning it all. Luka Doncic and finals MVP. Absolutely. All right. So we both have a, some upstart guys that have a lot of critics, but at the same time, absolutely ball nonetheless as well too. So just a quick recap. I have the Bucks versus the Clippers with Giannis winning another finals MVP. And then you have Luka Doncic and the Mavericks beating the Brooklyn Nets in the finals. Also with Luka getting that finals MVP as well. And, my question to you real quick before you wrap this up. If Luca does everything you predict he will do, do you take him over Giannis as the best player in the world? Or do you think that puts it? Because obviously that's going to put him in that top two to three category at that point. I I don't even think he's the best player in the season. I think he's number two, like he's 1B. Uh, but we'll get into that. We'll get into that in tip off of next week. Um, I'll, I'll say that. The tip off of next week will, deter, will, will tell you a lot of what I'm thinking. I do think this this season, the regular season especially, is going to be led a lot with Spencer Dinwiddie being a, a key player in this and getting getting you know the Mavericks to this point. Um, I do think the playoffs is going to be a lot of Lucas shows, which is why I mean one hundred percent like he put it on last year and and they progressed way further than anybody thought they would last year. Imagine he gets a little help, like a smidge of help, and give Spencer Dinwiddie. I, I think Spencer Dinwiddie has that opportunity as a six man this year to give him that help he needs. 
Uh, obviously, Christian Wood as well, being being a bigger offensive force in, the, in his game as well, um, and a bigger body. I mean, really, a big, just a big guy to score down low at this point in time would be fantastic. But don't be surprised if they're maybe, maybe a player in the DeAndre Ayton case. Maybe they bring in a big guy like DeAndre Ayton to play, you know, throw it up ball with, and, and occasionally like, hey, DeAndre, come set a pick and roll for Luca. Luca, do a step back three, or maybe, you know, throw it up to DeAndre Ayton as he rolls to the basket. Like, take your pick. I have a wild idea here for you real quick. I want to hear me hear me out on this one if they make it, if this happens. The Mavericks make a deal for Jordan Poole because he demands a trade after all of this. A so you're putting, Jordan, uh, <laughs> you're putting Jordan Poole with on that team now without having to give up Christian Wood or, or Spencer Dinwiddie. Jordan, go sit over in that corner right there. Once I give you the ball, do whatever you want with it. I don't care. But it doesn't if I matter. Give you the ball, if it's you, open, you can take him. If, if it's open, you either take him off the dribble or you shoot it. Take your pick. I don't care. You're not going to be wrong. You have an eternity green light <laughs> in this situation. But you go stand in that corner, and as soon as this man sets the screen, either I'm passing you the ball or I'm shooting my step back three. One of us is shooting a ball. It's going to be it's right here. It's a two-man game with this guy setting a pick. I don't even care who this guy is anymore. <laughs> I guess me and you. It won't happen, but that's a fun thing to think about. And I'd say the same thing with the Bucks as well, too. It's like, all right, Giannis, you get on the block here. Poole, you set some off-ball screens with Chris Middleton. Have fun. It's not going to happen. I think That's they're exactly keep what them. they were successful with in their championship year. Like, put Giannis off-ball and then let Chris Middleton set a screen with another guard, and it's just fantastic to watch. Oh, and Drew Holiday's still in the picture as well, too, as yeah. well, too, to lock people up and occasionally give you buckets. So that will do it for us here today. We will talk awards in the tip-off of next week's episode. We appreciate you all joining us. And once again, manscaped.com. Use code HILOSPORTS to get yourself 20% off. Take care of your pair and get yourself some nice Christmas gifts for the special men in your life. We will see you all next week. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.